This is Susanna Hills Podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. Well, an official morning to everyone. What an exciting times we are in. We're landing, starting to land the year. Christmas coming up. Nice food, presents, family stuff. It's excitement time. <laughs> but I'm, I, I know Jesus is going to stir our hearts this morning and just bring some excitement down onto us. And when we are on our series about sit, stand, walk, um, continuing on that, and I just want to right keep going to it, if that's fine. Or maybe let's start off with a prayer. Jesus, we open our hearts for you, Lord. Lord, come and walk with us this morning. Come and stand with us this morning, Lord. Come and sit with us this morning. We are expectant, Lord Jesus. We receive your word, Lord, and we will not be the same. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're in a book of Ephesians, and I want to read to you there in Ephesians 4, verse 17. It says there, Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their minds that are darkened in their understanding. Now, friend, there was a time in my life, and I'm sure in many of your lives, where we lived in this world, where we did the things of this world, where we ran to the things of this world. And I remember I had this amazing jacket that I wore in those times, you know, of my life. And, and man, this, this jacket, hey, it's special. I, 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 this is amazing. I, I love this jacket. I mean, this jacket, I, wear, I wore this jacket every day of my life. And, and you know what? One day, you know, every now and then, someone would come to me and say to me, man, that jacket doesn't fit you. It doesn't look good on you. And I would get offended. I would be angry. But I must say, some, some Sunday mornings when I go to church, it does feel a bit tight, but ugh, it was just for a moment. And, I mean, and then I would love this jacket. It's amazing to wear this jacket. Friends, this jacket is like the world. It doesn't fit you. It's not made for you. This is my wife's jacket. <laughs> it's not made for me. It doesn't look good, man. It feels uncomfortable. This, this is, it doesn't fit us, friends. But I don't know why. From the time of Garden of Eden, we wear these things. We just love these jackets. We walk with this. But friends, one day, the Word of God spoke to me again. Ephesians 4 verse 22. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. And verse 23 says, And to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And it was as if someone put a mirror before me, and I looked into that mirror and I said, this looks terrible. This thing doesn't fit me. 
I don't like this jacket. I need to take this thing off. But you know, friends, when you take something off, you need to put something back on. And verse 24 says, And put on the new self, created after the likeness of God, the true righteousness and holiness. And I received another jacket, a new jacket. One that fits me. <laughs> this is actually the best I have, but amazing, amazing. <laughs> Friends, I fell in love with Jesus. And I followed Jesus. And I spent time with Jesus. And I wanted to be in the presence of Jesus. I became a, a dedicated, church-going, Jesus-loving follower. And it's amazing, even part of a small group. But, friends, sometimes I do want to drift off and go back to the old jacket. Sometimes things happen, you know, when life is tough. Things happen, marriages, finances, relationships. And I pray and I say, Jesus, help. Lord, I'm suffering you. Where are you, God? Lord, I need you. And it feels like God just isn't there. And I want to start to drift away to my way. I remember when my boys were small, I went on these journeys with them. And one of the journeys were, well, I wanted to show them that God is a God of of wonders and miracles and He's a, a living God that touches people's lives. And, and for a year we decided every Tuesday night we will go to the hospitals and we would choose a different hospital in Clarkstorp and we would go there every Tuesday and we would pray for the sick, trusting the Lord for a miracle. Lord, I want to show my boys how the sea opens up, how the walls of Jericho fall, how you raise people up. Three quarters into the year, nothing. Nothing happened. And then I start to drift. Start to drift and I start to wonder, Lord, this is real. Do you still, do you still work, Lord? And I start to, my faith starts to suffer. Because when I go to hospital and need to pray, I almost expect nothing's going to happen. I don't know if Jesus is in this. Lord, where are you? And there's times when I want to, want to start to give up in that. Drift away. I want to take you to a story about two men that had the same experience. I want to take you there to Luke 24. The story of, of the road to Emmaus. There from verse 13 to 35. But I first want to give you a backdrop. Because these two men, they were believers. They were disciples of God. They spent time with the other disciples of Christ. They were in the presence of Jesus in Jerusalem. They listened to Jesus. They sat, sat there and saw Him. They were, they were there, living it. But friends, in that excitement, something happened. Jesus were captured, 
crucified, he died, and they buried them. And in the moment, something happened in their hearts. I want to read to you there. Verse 13. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about things that had happened. Friends, in a moment, they left the presence of Jerusalem, the place of worship, the place that represents intimacy with the God. Jerusalem means place of peace. The place where everyone comes and sacrifices to Christ. In a moment, Jesus died. And they started to walk away from Jerusalem. And said, it's finished. We'll go back to our place, to ourselves. Friends, many times when your marriage is tough, finances is tough, the things in this world happens, we go through sufferings, we start to walk away from that place of intimacy with the Father. We start compromising our quiet times, our prayer times, our fellowship times, our church-going times, and we start to isolate ourselves. And without knowing, we start to drift away because this is so overwhelming. It takes all my focus, my attention. I need to sort these things. And it's so overwhelming that I start to drift away. And I start to put on the old self. But I want to show you something. Verse 15. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Friends, Jesus just, just stood up from the grave. I would think he's got a hundred of things to do. But he pursues these two men. Friends, if you drift away, Jesus is pursuing you. Jesus wants to come and walk beside you. Jesus will not leave you, my friends. You are not alone. Jesus loves you. He's coming for you. He will not leave you alone. Verse 16 says, But their eyes were kept from recognizing Him. Friends, isn't that so true? When we're overwhelmed with life, overwhelmed with our circumstances, overwhelmed with our suffering, overwhelmed with, the, with the, the bad things that happen in our lives, we don't see. We don't see Jesus. We just see this mountain before us. And what can I do? How can I sort out? And if you're like me, I just want to start doing things and planning and, and sorting things because this mountain needs to come down and, and, and I get into my flesh. I need to sort this, and, and I don't see. I don't see Jesus. You know, it's like a, I've got a five rand coin here. When you bring your problem close, you can't see Jesus. But when you take your problem to Jesus, 
your problem becomes smaller and Jesus becomes bigger. But the closer you bring your problem, the bigger your problem gets and the smaller Jesus comes. And when it's really close, you can't even see it. You just see your problem. And that's the thing, my friends. Jesus is pursuing you. He's coming next to you. But you hold your problem so close that you don't see Him. And look what the Lord wants us to do. Verse 17. And He said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still. Jesus came and He responded. He spoke to them while they were walking and suddenly they stood still. Jesus wants you and me to stand still. Because friends, when you stand still, you can hear. You know, when I walk, I just focus on where I'm going. I don't see or hear anything else. Because I'm, dead, I'm, I'm, I'm on a mission. I'm walking. I'm going to sort this problem. But somewhere Jesus comes alongside us. He wants, to be, he wants you to be in step with Him. But I'm not in step for, with Him. Therefore, I need to stop. And when I stop, I start to look around. My focus starts to change. And I start to hear things around me. Jesus wants you and me to stop in that suffering, in that situation. To just get quiet and to hear His voice. To stand and listen to Him. And verse 18 says, Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to, to Jerusalem who does not know what things of the things that have happened in these days? And look what Jesus said. He said to them, what things? I mean, Jesus, the one that was the center of everything. Everything happened around him, with him, to him. He asked them, what things? Friends, Jesus wants you to talk to him. When you're in your situation, God wants you to talk to him, my friends. God wants you to bring you back to pray. To tell Him your story. Not to carry this. We need to bring it in light. Friends, how many times when my, me and my wife is angry and, we, and, and my wife always says, we need to talk. We need to sort this. <laughs> Friends, it's not, it's not always easy. <laughs> uh, suddenly everyone's laughing because you know. <laughs> Friends, to, to, to start off, when you're overwhelmed... It's not easy to talk, but it's necessary to talk. And after you talk, you do feel better. It does help. Friends, Jesus wants to stop us so that we can listen and talk to Him. He wants to be in a conversation with you. He wants you to share your, 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 your troubles, share your suffering, share your, your journey with Him. And this is what they said to them. Verse 20 and 21. And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before uh, and, and mighty indeed and word before God and all people, and how our chief priests, the rulers, delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. And this is the key. Verse 21. But we had hoped. That he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, 
It is now the third day since these things had happened. Friends, you know what was their need? Their need was that Jesus would come in and save them from their suffering. Take the suffering away. You see, they, Israel were oppressed by the Romans. The Romans ruled over them and their, their, their hope was that Jesus was this king that's coming and he's going to save them from the Roman Empire and they're going to be free because they are suffering under the Roman Empire. That was their hope. And Jesus died. And they felt like their hope are dying with that and they were giving up and moving away from that place, going to the old self. But friends... Jesus had a much bigger picture than they saw. Yes, sometimes we pray and say, Jesus, take away my suffering. But Jesus suffered so that you can be free in your suffering. Because in this world, you will have tribulations. Friends, there's going to be suffering in this world. But you need to be free in your suffering. And that was the heart, that was the bigger picture that Jesus had and the bigger picture that he brought. But how do we do this? How are we free in our suffering? Verse 27, and Jesus, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the thing concerning himself. You see, now Jesus started to talk to them about himself. Jesus wants you to shift your focus, to shift where you're looking at. Not looking at the mountain of suffering, but looking to the mountain. Where does my help come from? From God. God wants us to shift from our suffering to Jesus. Because that's what He, he died for. That's the price He paid for. To bring in peace in that situation. Friends, that's what God wants to give you. Your, your situation doesn't always necessarily go away. Yes, sometimes it does, but it doesn't always. And then we lose hope and we want to walk away to our own self. But friends, Jesus came and He wants to shift your attention to Him so you can have peace in your suffering, in your situation. To know that, God, you are bigger than life, bigger than circumstances, Bigger than failures and hopelessness. Lord, you are bigger than all those things. I want to shift my attention to you. Bring your joy, your love, your strength into my life. Because that's what I need now. To face this giant. Verse 28 says, So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going further, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is towards evening, and the day is now set and far spent. So he went in and stayed with them. Je Friends, if you stand still, Jesus wants to take you deeper. He don't only want to stand with you. He wants to come in and sit with you. Friends, invite Jesus into your situation. 
Jesus wants to be there with you. Revelations 3.20 Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If everyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. Jesus wants to come in, friends. He wants to sit with you. When I walk with Jesus, I experience him. When I stand with Jesus, I hear him. But when I sit with Jesus, I see him. Jesus wants to come deeper into your situation. Invite Jesus into your situation. Verse 30. When he was at the table with them, he took bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened. And they recognized him. Friends, Jesus wants to come into your situation. He wants to sit with you. He wants to break the bread with you, friends. Jesus died on the cross. He took all your hurt, all your sickness, all your pain, all your worries, all your suffering on Him. And then He buried it in the grave. Jesus wants to come into your place, into your, into your room, friends, into your intimate place. But Jesus never died. He was alive the whole time. He just buried our suffering that He took upon Him and said, this is no more yours to carry. You don't have to carry this. I took it upon me. I want to bring my joy into your life. Friends, sometimes we take this burden on us when our circumstances is difficult. Jesus wants to come into your room, sit with you, so that you can give it back to Him again. So that you can receive the fullness of what He'd done on the cross for you. Isn't that amazing? Verse 33, And they rose the same hour, and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those who were with them. Friends, when Jesus comes into your place and you see Him, you hear His voice, what happens to your heart? Verse 32, And they said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while, we talked to, well, while He talked to us on the road, while He opened to us the Scripture? Friends, when you invite Jesus into that place, hopelessness is trans. Is exchanged for hope. Hurt is exchanged for life. Cold hearts exchanges for hearts on fire. Jesus brings something into that place, friends. Invite Jesus into that place. Sit with Jesus. And friends, immediately they went back. That's what God does. He takes the old one and He leads you back into that place. Into Jerusalem, the place of worship, of intimacy with the Father. The place that He created for you and me to dwell in. And friends, I know sometimes we just want to walk away from that place. Our hearts start to get cold. We start to drift because these things overwhelm us. But in that, let's just stand still. Invite Jesus in. Sit with Jesus. So Jesus can change our hearts so that we can come back to that place where we walk 
with the Father, where we in, in this world still have joy and peace and excitement because we know who we are in Christ. And I want to end with this scripture, verse 35. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. They went to, back to the disciples in Jerusalem and told them, friends, to know Jesus as the one who sacrificed his life for you on the cross is to know Jesus as the one that restores us, as the one that heals us, as the one that provides for us. Friends, this morning, maybe you're in a, in a situation, maybe you're but overwhelmed with, with the sufferings of situations in your life. Maybe your marriage, maybe your relationship somewhere with family or friends or workplace or finances. I don't, I don't, I don't know, friends, but, but I know, I know many of us here today is in that place. And we're crying out, Jesus, where are you, Lord? Jesus, come into this place. I need you, Father. And I want to pray that my, this morning, this morning, let's just come and stand still for a while. Just come and sit with Jesus. And maybe I can ask us to stand. Is that fine? And the band can come make ready. Father, Father, today, this morning, I just want to come to stand still again. I need to shift my focus towards you, Father. I want to come and sit beside you this morning, Father God. Because you are my hope, Father. Father, I cannot do this on my own. I cannot do this in my efforts. I cannot do this my way. Father, I can only do this as a channel through which you will move. Come, Father. Strengthen me this morning. Fill me with the hope because you have overcome this world. In you there's peace in you there's joy. In you there's freedom from the suffering of this world. Lord, and even though, even though like David, even though I go through a valley of darkness, I will hold on to you, Lord. I will go through that valley with joy because of what you have done. Because I know how this will end. Because I know the prize that you have for me. Eternal life. Strengthen me, Father. Strengthen me, Lord, this morning. I put my eyes back upon you, Father. I want to ask, maybe if there's someone here this morning that that drifted away, that that never given their lives for Christ, said, I, I feel like I'm wearing the jacket of this world. 
but this morning is like you've put a mirror before me. This thing doesn't fit me. This thing isn't made for me. I need to take this jacket out. I need a new jacket. I want to ask you, if that is you, I want you to put up your hand so that we can pray with you. And today, like the blind man, Bartholomeus, when he jumped up, threw off his old jacket, and Jesus gave him a new jacket. Is there anyone this morning that says, I've never accepted Jesus, my personal Lord and Savior? Thank you. Anyone else this morning, friends, this morning, God is talking to you. He's inviting you back, bringing you back. And there where you feel, some of you felt like you've been drifting, walking away, I want to pray for you, Father, today. I want to come back. I want to come back to that fountain, Lord. Where you can fill my cup, Lord. Where I can be in your presence, Lord. I want to come back to you, Lord Jesus. I take out my jacket, Lord Jesus. I surrender myself. And I come back to you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times, or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.